The Black and White Network proudly presents Moms Across America, a new program where women can speak their minds openly and freely without fear of reprisals. Moms Across America is about the issues of the day confronting America from the mom's point of view. And now, here are the moms. All right. Well, welcome to Moms Across America. This is Vicki Tompkins with my co-host Kathleen Fitzgerald. And we have a guest today, Ms. Donna Jackson, who is joining us. And we're going to talk a little bit, or a whole lot, about uh, CRT and the effects of CRT in our nation. Uh, as Ms. Jackson is a fighter against this Marxist agenda. We'll just say it like that. Um, you can find Ms. Jackson on her website at nationcenter.org. And also, she is the Project 21 Director of Marketing Development. So, Ms. Jackson, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a crazy busy day, I think, for all of us, particularly me. But uh, I am so glad that you're joining us. It was great talking to you earlier today. And so we're just going to let you get right in. I think Kathleen uh, has a few direct questions that she wants to ask. So I'll just let you guys take it away. Well, first of all, thank you, Donna, for coming on. I, I know you've got a tremendous amount of information for the moms and dads across America who spent a lot of time on CRT. So, you know, to get started, um, what is CRT and how does it play a role in our schools? We'll start with the schools today, and then I think we should branch out to the other levels of CRT. And what are the four and it's a loaded question, but what are the, the four components of, of CRT? Well, look, thank you for having me. And I'm going to start off by uh, just giving an overview of what CRT is, and then you'll begin to see, um, even in your minds, how have you seen this? Um, CRT is really a Marxist, Marxist ideology that's designed to actually increase the size of the government and their power over individual rights. Now, there's four primary components or principles of CRT. One, it says racism is normal. It's everywhere happening all the time. And if you think about CRT, what they're saying is, you don't have to ask if racism occurred. You ask how it manifests itself today when you hear the uh, 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 when you hear things like systematic racism uh, systemic racism that's where CR that's where CRT plays a part it says racism is normal is happening everywhere all the time the second principle is anti-liberalism now when you think about anti-liberalism I'm not talking about a political party or political league what I'm saying is, all of our legal reasoning, analytical thinking, scientific methods, uh, neutral constitutional laws, all of those things are considered to be subjective and they were socially constructed to spread CRT. So every institution that we have is designed for the sole purpose of spreading racism, 
So when you, a lot of time, when you see these situations where you have these, these protests and riots and all of these, it's because all of our laws are considered socially constructed and they're just to spread racism. And therefore we shouldn't as marginalized groups have to obey them. So mm. of course you can see the spread of crime. You can see uh, the, the spread of uh, uh, looting and rioting. None of that is considered to be wrong because the laws themselves are wrong. And then the third principle you have is that knowledge is socially constructed. So it's, 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 it's white people have scientific method. They have reasoning, legal reasoning to be able to deduce what we have. For black people, it's about storytelling. It's about narrative uh, readings. It's, that, that you hear a lot of people say, let's have a conversation about racism because they're supposed to be this higher set of knowing that whatever our, experiment, ir, our experience is, irregardless of any logic or truth, doesn't matter because all of that is socially constructed. And so then our, stere our storytelling, our uh, experiences is the way that we pass on truth. And so you have this situation where there's no institutions, there's no law. And when you hear this message that says, we have to destroy the, the way, all of our institutions, the way we see things that are, we're gonna tear down and remake, that all comes out of critical race theory because all of those things were socially constructed just to pass on more racism. And then the last principle is the fact that it is the nuclear family that passes on racism. So when you see this uh, toxic masculinity, that's because the nuclear family is how we pass on racism. So we have to destroy the, even the fabric of what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman, that's why you have all these people talking about these pronouns and all of these situations, because all of that, again, is just to design to pass on more racism. And one of the things is that the more boxes you can check in terms of being a marginalized uh, individual, the more oppressed you are. And the more oppressed you are, then the more your voice needs to be elevated. You know, you hear that a lot. Let's elevate the voices of the marginalized because if I can check more boxes, then I'm more oppressed. And because I'm more oppressed, then I have to make you as a white person do the work in order for you to be less white and me to be less oppressed. And all of those things are so destructive in that it wants to destroy the constitution, capitalism, and, and, and individual freedom. Because once you can do that, then it's the government who will decide who gets to have what and when. 
and they're trying to destroy the family from the classroom, which is the scariest thing for any mom. I mean, this is really abuse. You're seeing a big drive around the country. In California, they're saying that a child can get vaccinated without their parents. Mm -hmm. They're saying a child can uh, have an abortion without the permission of their parents. All of this is CRT because first, they're destroying the parental rights of the family to decide how that child will be raised. And they're telling kids that if you're black, it doesn't matter how hard you try, you will never measure up. If you're white, you are born evil. You can never be redeemed. Not even Jesus Christ, salvation in Christ. Not religion, nothing can redeem you. And this is the way you can get a Marxist agenda through because now no one has any right to decide what's best for them. And then I can control as a government entity, everyone. And I think, I think the one thing that bothers me the most about CRT is number four, the nuclear family. Uh, because in the black community, that's been something that has been going on since uh, the war on poverty. Uh, when the fathers were basically kicked out of the home. Prior to the war on poverty, 83% of black families were had mom and dad. Now where are we, 17%? Yes. It's continuing to, through CRT, like you were saying, to destroy the family. I gotta tell you, when there's a mom and a dad in the home, it makes a huge difference in how that child will be how they will behave in school because they know when you come home and you've messed up, mom and dad's gonna have a talk <laughs> with you because you know how you were supposed to behave in school. And so that is the most disturbing part about CRT for me because I have grandchildren now who uh, my first granddaughter is in first grade and I got to tell you, she is a beautiful little person. And I do not want someone telling her because of the color of her skin, she can't do this or she can't do that because uh, racism is in our DNA. Give me a break. I tell you, and I've said this before, we're going to be seeing such a shift in the educational system because of this. If these schools don't get this fixed, we will no longer have the normal brick and mortar schools like we have now. I predicted this five years ago, and I'm telling you, we're almost there. Yeah. So, so ladies, did you think that it's it's ramped up uh, in schools, the CRT, uh, or or it's just that parents have, like you said, just found out? I mean, it just seems like uh, it's gotten pretty bad in schools. And Vicky, you're talking about this. I got a granddaughter on the way too. I I'm going to be super upset. <laughs> you know, if this doesn't change. Well, absolutely. You know, it was already being introduced, but we have a, a new administration that actually supports it because their agenda was already to increase government control over individual lives. You yes. know, in the name of CRT, I can take away your voice. You know, CRT says 
we shouldn't give individuals who believe in the system and believe in our institutions the right to be able to speak. We have to be intolerant of voices that are what they call not racist. You know, it's not good enough to not be a racist. You have to be anti-racist. Right. To be an anti-racist, that means that you don't oppose anything that they propose. So if I say, you know what, I just don't think it's right for you to teach a child to segregate children. You know, we're set, we are resegregating children. They have black cut, black spaces and white safe spaces and they're actually school systems in this country, in Georgia, in uh, different parts of the country that have adopted CRT, they're actually separating kids by the color of their skin. They're saying, you know, a black child can only be taught by a black teacher, a white child can only be taught by a white teacher. We're actually resegregating communities. But if you say, I don't think that's right because kids, they don't really see color like that. They, they think that other kids are just very nice people. But if mm -hmm. you oppose the uh, initiatives that they think are right for your child, then you are a racist because it's not enough for you to not do racist act. You can't be against anything they say is right according to CRT. You know, they, wow. and, and one of the things I want to add- We're gonna have to hold that thought, Donna. We're gonna be right back. We're at the break. Hold that thought. Thank you, moms and dads. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with uh, Moms Across America. Thank you. Hello, this is Dan Perkins, co-host of Black and White Network, here to tell you about my latest book, Sad Eyes. This is a story of Mary Margaret Murphy, our red-haired, green-eyed, gorgeous Irish lass born in Waterloo, Iowa in 1916. Incredibly capable and talented woman who wants to make the world a better place. She knew at a very early age she didn't want to live in Waterloo, but she knew what she wanted to do and she wanted to be a nurse. She did her homework and found the best place to learn to be a nurse was in Chicago, Illinois. Side Eyes is her adventure, growing and maturing in the face of adversity, to become a very powerful voice in the American military during World War II. But it's also about her personal life and finding the love of her life for a fleeting moment. Side Eyes is available at hollismedia.net, Amazon com and Barnes and Noble and through your local bookstore. Enjoy the read. Wow, we're right back with Moms Across America, and we've got Donna Jackson here. Vicky, what do you think about all that? Uh, this is a great conversation. Let's keep it going. Oh my goodness, this has been wonderful. I'm just going to let Miss Jackson just go right into however she wants to come back in on this. I got to tell you, this is you. You know it's bad. You know it's bad, but I think one of if if we want to get anything good out of the lockdowns, it was giving parents the understanding of what's truly going on in the classroom, and I think that's why we're seeing uh, parents so involved. Uh, what are some of the things that you are seeing, Miss Jackson, um, since the shutdown and the the we already knew CRT was there. But now that it's been, it's come, I guess I'll say full circle for parents to see it because of the shutdowns of the schools and everything. 
what difference have you seen in the attitude of some of the parents now that they see what is happening? Well, I think that the parents are doing the right thing in, their, in that they're fighting back. But one of the things I wanna tell parents is this, they're always going to tell you that CRT isn't being taught. But what you need to do is examine those homework assignments. Yes. Examine the objectives in the, on what they're gonna cover in a classroom. For example, I'll tell you this. It was actually a gentleman that came up to me and said, is CRT being taught in my class? I can't tell. But they put a lot of the language and that was the reason why I was explaining to you in the curriculum. It said, we're gonna analyze power. Mm. Well, analyzing power is code and CRT for the oppressed and the oppressor relationship. They said that we're going, you are the expert for your community. Again, when I was telling you about how my, the marginalized has a different way of knowing and we need to elevate their voices. In other words, they're going to be the expert in telling you about their experience, not truth, not logic. It's only their experience that now becomes the basis for saying I'm oppressed and there's racism here. You know, you think about when you saw the, the case about uh, Rittenauer and it didn't matter the facts of the case. It only mattered that this was a person that fit the box of oppressor and therefore he should be punished. So if you have to look at the language and it's very understanding and very important to understand the components so you can see those cold words being used, you know, power, uh, you are the expert. We need to express all of these things that are CRT language that they're still slipping in so that they can indoctrinate our kids to be fit in that box in marginalized or oppressor. And the reason why they need those categories is because they can exercise greater control in that child and destroy the family in the process. You were talking about how there was a war, there was a war against poverty. No, there was never, a war. there was a war for poverty. Yes. Because built in the government policies, just like they're doing with CRT, was that we will help you in the short run, short term, as long as you never help yourself in the long term. And they built in a marriage penalty that yep. if you married, then they would take away all of your resources. You know, if you have two families that are below the poverty line and they can have two kids and they can each not make one penny more, if those two individuals are separate, they'll help them. If those two individuals get married, not, they don't make one penny more, 
70% of that second income goes to the government. They created government policies to make sure families stay separated. And the reason why it's easier to control a single parent household than it is a two parent household. It's a direct relationship between two parent household and educational attainment. Right. There's a direct correlation between two parent households and poverty levels. You can create a permanent underclass community through government policy and making sure you destroy that family. That's how you, you advance socialism. That's how you advance Mar Marxism. Because if I destroy that family unit, then I as a government become the God. And that's the whole purpose of CRT. And they're very, very clever in doing it because now they get individuals to not even trust their faith. If I tell you that white people are born evil and they're irredeemable, well, I've just destroyed the very foundation of the church that is built on redemption and forgiveness. Imagine today, Martin Luther King and the civil rights leaders of the past would have been considered spreading white supremacy today because they said we shouldn't be judged by the color of our skin, but on the content of our character. CRT says none of that is true. <laughs> none of it. You should wow. be judging people solely based on their skin color. When we were talking earlier, one of the greatest, most potent statements you said is poverty's big business. I never really thought of it like that. I it, it it's disgusting and it's horrendous and I can't even imagine that we can continue going on like this. <laughs> We've got to step out of this somehow. <laughs> oh no, poverty is big business. How do I make the government get bigger? Because I'm actually having a war on poverty. No, I'm creating more government uh, entities. I'm increasing the size of the government and their control over individuals. You know, if you had given every dollar to each welfare recipient that's actually allocated for welfare, they'd all be millionaires. But in reality, they get about $2, $245 a month. But no, poverty is big business. You have a vocal class who makes their money and pats themselves on the back because I'm doing a good thing, but they also make sure that that individual never comes out of poverty. In fact, they make sure they find more of it. We find more of it, we create more of it. So, because we wanna get, they wanna get promoted. They wanna put their kids through school. They wanna buy bigger houses. They wanna have people that work under them. So what do I do? I discourage you from having a relationship. I discourage you from having a, a, a second parent in the household. I discourage you from um, actually going and trying to get higher education or start your own business. No, I tell you, don't do it. Don't invest. Don't ever buy anything. Don't save, don't invest. In fact, I'll penalize you 
if you decide that you're going to save and invest, do you know that if you are on government assistance, and being poor doesn't mean you're stupid. It just means you right. have resources. So I'm poor, but I live frugally. And I figured out I can hold a little bit and save a little bit. Do you know that they would actually make you sell whatever you saved? You can't, they, you can't buy a home. You can't own a car over a certain value. And so they force you to spend every dollar you make. Why? Because if you dig yourself out of poverty, if you realize that you can do more, then they don't have jobs. It's big business. In the name of poor people, we can uh, force even the most uh, moral person to be immoral. That's right. Because in the name of these poor people, you know, we're going to create these policies. And if you're uncomfortable with them, because if something doesn't look, you know, this doesn't look right. How are you helping these people year after year? And they're doing nothing. They're not trying to buy a home they're not trying if you even question it then you're racist and so now they can continue more and, more and so it grows you have these governments that get bigger and bigger if i'm helping you and i'm giving you ten dollars when you had no money how are you not getting better because i told you you can't own property you can't own a thing you can't put you can't you can't eat you're not even allowed to save money for an emergency when you're poor. And so it we actually disincentive, we actually create incentives for people to stay poor and we punish them if they decide they don't want to stay that way. Yes. And it's so it's big, it's big business. Lots of people are getting rich because <laughs> these people, lots of people, they're building, I mean, the, the wealthiest communities in the United States are in Washington C. Washington DC in the DMV area that are supposed to be getting rid of poverty that are helping families. How, yeah. how does that how does that work? You know, one of the when you were talking about Ms. Jackson, when you were talking about the whole poverty thing and how people get a certain amount on welfare or, or, or subsidies or whatever, I if something came to my mind. When you force an individual into these categories that they have now with you can get X amount of dollars. And if you go one penny over that X amount of dollars, we're gonna take it. What I have seen in talking to people who, who are in poverty, who get the welfare checks and all this kind of stuff, get the food stamps, they're causing a lot of these people to commit crime. Yes. And when I say commit crime, I'm talking about selling food stamps, so they can get monies to be able to whatever. Right. Um, these are the types of things that happen when the government is in control. Right. I had a friend of mine who wrote a book that says the government destroys everything it touches. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, the government is an entity. You and I, if I find out, Miss Jackson, that you need something and I know I have it, I can give that something to you and say, hey, I have extra of this. Use this be blessed. The government says, oh, fill out this form, uh, come down here tomorrow, and we'll give you a check. 
first of all, there's no community in that. Right. There's no relationship, like you were talking, there's no relationship formed in that. You have an entity that after a while, they're going to run out of giving you a check. Whereas right. when you form those relationships, you can't break that. that because something happened between those two people that all of a sudden somebody cares. Wow. A person cares that I can get on the phone with, that I can, can say, hey, can you pray for me? All kinds of things can develop from that relationship. The government can't do that, will not do that, and is not designed to do that. Those types well, of things used to be, used to happen within the church. Yes. And the church, well, because the government got so big, the church backed off from it and said, okay, the government will help you. We're at the end of the segment. So want to thank you so much for being on the show. Um, Vicki, take us out. Okay. Thank you again, Ms. Jackson, for being here. Thank you, Moms Across America, for joining us. And always remember, Moms Across America, you are America. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. The Black and White Network proudly presents Moms Across America, a new program where women can speak their minds openly and freely without fear of reprisals. Moms Across America is about the issues of the day confronting America from the mom's point of view. If you are interested in reaching our vast black and white network audience with your products or services, then contact Hollis Media Group at 1-855-673-8635. That's 1-855-673-8635 for more information on this great opportunity.